Welcome back to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 100% mommy issues. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns. My name's Chris. I use he, him pronouns. And it's also Chris's turn to recap this episode before we get into our, I don't know, more detailed discussion. I was trying to think of like a good way to describe it, but there isn't, there isn't really a good way to describe it other than just, we talk about it more. I have a great way to describe it, Joe. It's the not fun part followed by the fun part. Yeah. I guess (laughs) it depends on your perspective. That's my perspective and I'm sticking to it. It It switches each episode. That's true. But I'm going to have a bad attitude until, until this thing's over. That's who okay. I am. I'm committing to my negativity. But That's sh- surely a good idea. <laughs> no one will get annoyed at me complaining about having to do a recap. And she said, don't make everyone suffer for you having to recap <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so it was worth it. Me being an ass about it was worth it because we got that joke out of it. Fuck, my sides hurt. Yeah. Okay, fuck. All right, now the joke's dead because we'll never top that. Don't let me complain ever again. It's done. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fuck. You got okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now for me to cheerily recap episode 13. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> the evil has been defeated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this episode starts off with Ritsuko's flex hour. Uh, basically, it's like uh, this. We see this like technician like doing some some tests or something. And Ritsuko's like, you're doing well at that. And she's like, well, it's because you te- taught me. And then. There's like an issue over it because oh, like you can do this even faster and it'll be even better. And then the person's like, oh, well, you were my teacher. And then Misato's like, wow, like we gave you three impossible tasks and you did it all under the deadline. And uh, she starts to like pick up a cup of coffee and drink it. And Ritsuko's like, thanks, that one's cold. And Misato's like, cool. But yeah, so it basically just opens with like Ritsuko like being the baddest bitch alive. But then the next thing we see is uh, the pilots are supposed to enter simulation bodies. Which you're gonna have to help me on that one, but they um, uh yeah they're yeah they're entering like simulation plugs to see if they can autopilot. I believe they're trying to see if they can pilot it from a distance. I'm okay. truly not sure. Trying to invent the drone, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It happens. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fucking whatever. Simulation bodies, sure, but they have to do it without their plug suits, and they're like. It, like when it cuts to this scene, the first thing they say is like, "Okay, well you'll need to take your clothes off." At which point, I loudly was like, "God damn it!" All things considered, the whole episode isn't that. So no, it's just it's, how many times will you let a show slap you in the face? Yeah, but, thirteen uh, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I hate this show, but once you recognize the secret reason for their exposure, you will feel ashamed of your words and deeds because uh-huh. because they need to they need to. Uh, get like sprayed off by a bunch of water and whatever else in order to do the test correctly i guess so it's justified and then they have to like all be naked next to each other and walk out into a hallway for science i guess yeah and i think not not to get ahead of it but this episode does i think stand a little bit differently than previous ones because we don't like actually see them like no awkwardly next to each other no it just they mention it that it has to happen. Asuka says that it's not cool, which is not, and then we cut away. Okay, and then like that's an order, Asuka. They like specifically get after her about it. It's uh, it's Ritsuko doing that, right? I wasn't sure. We don't. We just hear a voice, but I'm pretty sure it's Ritsuko. It would make sense. Uh, it's very much a Ritsuko episode. It is, yeah. Which I didn't think we were gonna get one of those, to be honest. But um, it makes sense. 
she's a relevant mm-hmm. enough character that she deserves to have her own one. But anyway, so they get in the the simulation plugs, which are the entry plugs for the simulation bodies, kept inside the Pribno box. I feel like when I guessed on Champs in the Making and I have to read Pokemon names. <laughs> whatever, whatever the fuck a Pribno box is. The the Magi are monitoring the data coming off their bodies, which for any Jeff Hardy fans out there, I figured out this would be his favorite show because they literally live in a Magi nation. That's nothing for you, Joe, but just understand that someone out there will think that's very funny. All right. And we're going to move on. Take your word for it. The test is, like, going well. Somebody shows Fuski what looks like stain on construction that they brought in, and they're thinking it's corrosion from trapped air bubbles, and Fuski's like, yeah, yeah, just fix that by the next day. Then uh, Maya, who's the person we saw running the test earlier, lets her know more about the the corrosion, but since it doesn't, like, it's not going to cause a problem for the test, Ritsuko's like, yeah, just go ahead. Um, They connect the simulation plugs, blah, 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 blah. Then, of course, it's this show, so an alert sounds, mm-hmm. and the corrosion begins to spread a lot more and a lot worse. They're all freaking out. Ray screams, and they're like, her simulation body's movie, and Ritz goes like, that's impossible, but it is. And I guess it's trying to break out of its restraints. Uh, it's like moving the hand towards the control booth. Uh, they, like, they cut off the arm, and then the, the pilots are ejected, which is interesting because Gendo orders them to be ejected without the Avas, and he says launch uh, unit one first, sacrifice the others if necessary, which, uh, that's Shinji. Unit one is Shinji. Well, they're not in the robots, but he's making sure that the unit 01 Shinji's robot is saved regardless of the other two. Yeah, but, yeah, still interesting, though, that, it, that, it's, that it's his. And they, they, I think a character even asked, like, that, that one's the priority? Yeah, they draw attention to it. Yeah. They start shooting at the, the corrosion with lasers, but then uh, everyone loses their shit because it's an AT, a, 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 an AT field shows up, which means that it's an angel inside their, their testing facility. And they're all freaking out. The whole system makes noises that sound like Gurr from Invader Zim. Gendo is like, don't, like tell, tell the government that this is like a, a, an error in our system and a glitch in the alarm. So he's like covering this whole thing up. They're going to try to, Ritsuko and Masato are going to try to fight the angel without the Avas, but they're using, like, ozone, I guess. They figure out that the thing's weakness is ozone, so they start pumping that in, but that ends up, I think, making it, like, stronger instead, because eventually they're like, cut the ozone, like, stop doing that. And then... Yeah, I, was it ozone or was it oxygen? They, I mean, the word they used some... was ozone. Okay, because they were, yeah, it, it was only habitating certain parts of the water and avoiding yeah. other ones, so they... They took that to be like, all right, we'll take what's in the other water that it doesn't like and, and like pump it in, which I think in, was just oxygen. It, yeah, but then it's really weird because the angel evolves and turns into like they basically say the angel's basically a computer, and it's like it's attacking the uh, the magi and making it turn on it themselves. Like it's it's wild because like the the magi computers, there's like three of them, right? And like one of them tries to like blow itself up, and then, like, one of them starts to hack the other ones, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? They pull off some maneuver, some hacker I'm in thing, where they, like, they stop that, and they buy themselves two hours, and Risco goes off to execute this plan where she's gonna, like, use one of the magi to, st- okay, no, it's like, I don't really, I don't understand the exact details, but basically, they're gonna, like, expose the system to the angel 
and whichever computer runs faster is going to win this like battle, whether like the Magi get destroyed or saved between one of the Magi and the Angel itself. They figure out, Ritsuko figures out that this Angel, a colony of quote micro machines, which like I always knew those little cars were evil, but like didn't know it was going to come to this. Yeah, they're all like coming together and making an Angel. And uh, earlier in the episode, we found out that um, Ritsuko's mom developed the uh, the Magi, which is a uh, well, I'll come back to that. Uh, she and Masato like crawl into this little tube where there's all these like notes that her mom left about the Magi and how it works and like I believe someone's like oh like these are notes on how we can access things quicker or something like that but we find out that the the Magi are actually like brains inside like computer stuff yeah they kind of briefly gloss over that there is technology to put a human's personality in a computer Misato offhandedly mentions that's how Evas are piloted, and it's like, are oh, hmm? <laughs> yeah, is is that is it? Is it? I didn't know. Yeah. So then we learn that all of the um the three brains that are the three computers are aspects of Risco's mom's personality, and uh, and so she's risking. So she's like doing this like kind of risky plan to try to save them, but it's like different than Masato's plan, which is just gonna be like blow them all up. And so when Masato finds out that that's the case, she's like, oh, uh, is is this why you didn't want to destroy them? Because, like, you didn't want to destroy your mom. And Ritsuko's like, no, I didn't really like my mom. And, like, stabs a thing in the, one of the brains with, like, mm-hmm. these, like, cords, which is wild. No one on this show likes their parents. Uh, I don't know if anyone does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the, uh, the Magi Casper is, like, having a little, like, Tron war with the, the angel. Because the other Magi are, like, infected, but Casper wins, and that means Risco wins, and we all win. The Angel dies, and the Magi go back to normal. Risco talks to Masato more about um, the Magi and Aram's personality, about how, like, one of them is, like, her as a scientist, one is her as a mother, and one is her as a woman. And uh, Ritsuko's like, I never really, like, I'm not going to be a mother, and I never really understood her as a mother, but I always respected her as a scientist, and I hated her as a woman. And says a line about how, like, um... The, the one that, like, did the thing in this episode, Casper, was her as a woman, and, and it stayed a woman till the very end. She's like, just, like, like, how very like her, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, early in the episode, Masato had been like, like I don't know you because you never talk about yourself the way I do. And so, like, when Risco's saying all that, Masato's like, you're very, like, talkative today. And she just goes, sometimes. And that's basically where the episode ends. Yeah. So there we go. I'm looking at, I'm looking at this wiki page, and apparently the thing that I mentioned about Masato... Is that Masato thinks that the personality transplant stuff is in, uh, how the Evas work, but it's, I guess, Masa- like, Ritsuko not answering is, like, and it's never brought up again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, interesting. How'd you like this episode? It's it's uh, definitely different than the last it's few. It's very different. It's very different. I'm sure it won't be one that I, like, remember very long past this, but for what it is and what it's doing, I liked it just fine. There are yeah, there are a few shots in this episode that I remembered, like um, the inside of of Casper specifically. I'm like, yep, those oh. are those are shots that stayed with me. Yeah, I that's true. The the it's a very like striking visual of like this like brain hanging in this like open box, and there's like cords jabbed into it and hanging down into where it almost looks like blood, like dripping yeah. out of it. And I remembered, oh yeah, the Magi got hacked. But a lot of this episode, yeah, it didn't stick with me very much. Like I didn't remember the simulation bodies or the autopilot stuff that was being the setup for the episode initially. Also, there is a shot at the end of them where the plugs were evacuated to, 
and but they're still naked, so they don't want to get out of the things. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. that. And that's the thing. I was like, did you have to show that again? Because it's like the, the shot of Asuka, I think, is the only real like fan servicey thing in the episode. And I was like, that's unnecessary. Well, Masato promised fan service, Joe. They had to do it for that reason. Yeah, well, she shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I think the episode's good. It's compelling. I think I, I probably like it a bit differently because like, we watched two episodes back to back this time. So it's not like this is the only thing I'm seeing and I'm walking away wishing I got something else. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty true. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very different kind of angel um, that we never really see like a full thing of. It's just a collection of red dots on yeah, various it's... screens. So like, did it get into the headquarters by just being little particles and then eventually like put itself together? Yeah, it seems to just like expand and evolve over and over again. That's kind of cool. Yeah, apparently. It's also apparently this says that this plot line is uh, loosely influenced by a book called the Andromeda Strain. Oh, I've heard of that. But uh, I guess it's also been adapted into some movies. But it's a. Or am I just thinking of the Acacia Strain? You could be thinking of the band. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's also kind of cool that this is the first episode where they beat an angel without using the big robots. Yeah, it's just it's it's Rutsuko being so good at science. Yeah, and that, computers. Uh, and computers. And, yeah, she he, she knows her mom's robots real well. Um, but, yeah, like, it, the Magi continues to be really important. There's some, there's some subtle details in the episode that I think are, like, important in the grand scheme of things, like Gendo's priorities of sending Unit uh, 01 out to protect it above the other two. Yeah. Did you mention the very quick shot of Kaji in this episode? I was going to in our second part of it. I didn't say it in the recap. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about it then. It's very quick. Okay. There's not much to say, but it's there. It's funny because like he's there and he's like, "So that's an angel, huh?" He sees it and he's like, "Time to take a break," which is like not not at all the time to take a break. But then he jumps out. He does like this really cool jump and then like goes mm-hmm. away. And then things start going bad. They're talking about a hacker. So I'm like, "All right, well, Kaji literally shows up every time they're talking about something being sabotaged or messed with. So he probably had something to do with this." Well, yeah, he's, like, climbing out of, like, an emergency elevator thing, and then he dives into a hole that says Central Dogma. So, <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, and it's like, that's not a break. Yeah, when they're they're protecting an area called the Pribno Box, <laughs> and um, I, think, I think they mentioned that that area is, like, too close to Adam. Yes, they did say that. And that's it. That's mentioned. That's it. <laughs> And and refresh my memory, Adam's like the little, like, angel baby, right? The angel tadpole? Yes. Yeah, we have seen that in the past. It's, oh, God, that feels like it's been a year ago, but it was right. probably, what, episode, like, six or seven? But that is what it is, right? Am I mixing that up? Is that Yeah, I know. I think they call it that. Yeah. Okay. Now I can't remember if they said it was, like, the, the, the first, like, 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 like a... I yeah, the first, the, fir- the Actually, first I human being. I shouldn't, I see spoilers. Okay, wait, so it's yeah. the first human. It's not the first... Yeah, but it was like a weird tadpole thing. But that's what it said in the okay. in the episode where they showed it in the briefcase forever ago. That's what I was thinking. I was like, did they say it was the first angel or the first human? It's it's the first human. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Weird. But yeah, they're trying to make sure that the angels don't get contaminated by the things. But the it's Avas. going. But yeah, the Ava. And they but they don't want that to happen. And it gets the Magi, and then she stops it. I don't know. I thought it was interesting that like. It was just people shouting about computers for like 20 minutes, but I thought it was still very visually compelling and I was engaged. That's what I was going to say is that I feel like it is both like uh, 
a win and a loss on the same merit. Like, I feel like because it's an episode so focused on just computer stuff, that's why I feel like it's not going to be a very memorable one. But at the same time, considering that it's an episode about computers and people just yelling at screens, it, I was really engaged. Like, I, I was um, invested and, like, I was kind of blown away. Like, I felt the importance of it when the Magi were trying to blow themselves up and hacking at each other. Because, like, up to that point, you just know them as, like, big forces of, like, the their society's government and really important computers. So, like, then you're like, oh, damn, like, this is really serious. Like they're trying to destroy themselves. They're they're turning on each other. Like this is wild shit happening. It's so, like I was really impressed by how much they made me care and feel tense about a bunch of laptop stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, like all of everything that Ritio says in this episode, I think is like well done. The way she talks about her mom and like seems to be struggling with it in a very different way than Masato and Shinji have been dealing with like their dad stuff. It's different and not that different at the same time because it is still yeah. a situation of like her mom is this like famous scientist or maybe not famous but just like an important scientist and she respects her in her career but as a person she didn't really ever get what she needed out of her so it's like the same thing but the way they talk about it's differently like yeah, she the, seems to yeah. still have more she seems to still have more admiration for her mom than the other people do for their parents yeah even though she she says directly like she doesn't like her and, and like maybe even hates her or whatever she's still like early in the episode she's kind of talking and it sounds like there's some pride involved about the work her mom did and and i i liked going on the wild ride they put you on where they introduced that ritsuko's mom was responsible for some of this stuff so then when um masada was like we gotta blow this up and ritsuko's like no i'll figure out a different way like then you know it's because like oh she doesn't want to destroy her mom's work but then they like twist that on you and it's like actually they're like her mom's brains and she actually doesn't even mind destroying them because she doesn't like her mom it's like whoa 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 like all this different like yeah they 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 twist and turn you a bunch from what you assume is like a a very solid conclusion about why she's doing what she's doing Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's a it's like a a very nuanced and very real just like yeah like i mean but i think what what mainly is the difference is that she seems to have a, a much more positive demeanor when she talks about like respecting her mom's work it's like, yeah, I respect her a lot as a scientist. I don't know if Shinji's ever been like, yeah, I respect my dad because he works harder. Yeah. I don't, or, and that's, and like when Masato's talking about her thing, it's like, I just resented him for caring about his work more than us. Yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah, it is, it, there's commonality to it, but it's also like different enough where I'm like comparing the two. It's a different flavor of parental issues. <laughs> yeah. But there's, yeah, the show has a lot of parental issues. And I do like that we've gotten. Uh, a, 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 a lot of laser focus on it, but a, a strong series of episodes that are uh, kind of coming at similar issues in different and also similar ways. Yeah, and we brought in a bad mom this time. Yeah, and this time it's a mom. Not just dads. This is equal opportunity to be a bad parent. Absolutely. Mom's it's also the easiest, bad. It's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. I've I'm never sure tried. We'll, I'm sure there'll be some more mommy issues in Evangelion, so we can Probably. just hold on to that. You would, you would know. I, I would know. <laughs> I like that this is the first time we see Fuski like, seemingly resentful of Gendo. He's like, get this cleaned up before Ikari sees her. He'll be, like, all over our asses or whatever. And then I, like, almost laughed because the next scene, like, Ritsuko says the exact same line. Yeah, that's good. The scene where they're talking about, like, uh, like when it starts getting worse and they're talking about fixing it. And Gendo just slowly rises up in the background. <laughs> it's right after they find out, yeah, like when they find out they let an angel in, 
And Gendo is just like slowly rising up like up on a platform in the background. It's very funny and very good. Yeah. And I was thinking like I, I, I laughed at it and I'm just like, it's also very ominous. Oh, it totally is. I uh I wanna do an edit of that scene though, Joe, for you, where it's mm-hmm. that, but he rises up with a clown nose on, like in the Joker. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Like Did you yeah. notice this episode named after your favorite band Mega Depth? Oh no. <laughs> I didn't notice, and it's not my favorite band. That's very funny. Also, Joe, what is the Geo Front? Is that just like the the city? I yeah, I think that's the. It's either the like city above or the city below. I'm gonna find out real quick. Because Gendo mentions being willing to sacrifice it. Yeah, it's the. Yeah, I think it's the area beneath the beneath Tokyo Three. Okay. So that's not like the civilians. That's like, like correct nerve area stuff. Yeah. Okay. I just knew that would probably be really important to know that he was willing to like let that area be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's it's an underground space. Yeah. The term geofront is just a real word that means an underground space, which can be used for living or manufacturing. Sure. It's apparently a word that was made in Japan, but it was an English word. Um. And that's and that's how it's used here as well. That's that on that. I was really confused by the whole sequence where he's talking about launching the Avas without the pilots. I couldn't tell if, if he was saying, like, because even I just was confused about how the whole thing was going to work, because, like, he's, he's saying launch the Avas, right? But then we see them in their little, like, pods by themselves. So it's isn't it them that got kind of, like, launched or, like, did, I just don't understand. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, he No, he does send Unit 01 like up and out of nerve. I don't know where it goes, but he does like la- like they they say launch it without the pilots. Oh, yeah, I just remember that they're they're not in their actual Avas, they're in a simulation body. Yeah, yeah, they're like interacted with the weird simulation thing. So they're still in the um the entry plug pods for that stuff. They never go anywhere, correct? They're just staying at those pods this whole episode, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. we see them at the end where they are like sitting in a lake where they were ejected from nerve itself. Oh, because so that's, that's what I'm confused they, about. They, so they were launched too. Basically not in this episode. Which I kind of liked. I liked that they were just like, I liked that we got to feel what it would be like for the other Nerve employees where like those characters are important and they're doing stuff, but like they're just like out in the wind somewhere. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. normally we're with them. As opposed to this time, we're with the adults. And it's like, yeah, yeah, do this and that with the kids. And then like it happens, but like we're not really seeing much of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't see them get evacuated. We like there's just a most of the episode we just don't see them at all. The ending yeah. where they show them in the lake is just kind of like, oh, by the way, in case so, you were wondering. So theoretically, he launched the the like, Shinji's Ava out of the facility, and the other two are just staying in there, and they're just hoping they didn't the angel didn't get to them. Is that right? Yeah, they yeah they wanted to make sure that the angel did not get to Unit O One. But but I was just I guess I was confused because he says like specifically launch them without the pilots. But you're saying the pilots also got launched somewhere. The whole thing was just kind of messy. Yeah, they got that. That's the thing. There wasn't time for the pilots to get back and then be ready to pilot anything. So they were just like evacuate the pilots away from the simulation bodies and then launch O one without a pilot. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's not really the focus on this episode, so they don't really pay much attention to it. (laughs) I wonder. I'm sure it'll be something that gets explained, so you don't have to actually answer me. But I'm just really curious about why Shinji's Ava is the one that he saves. Which I obviously is the point. Like, they want us to wonder about that stuff. Um, yes. They're... 
are multiple like from my point of view i'm thinking of multiple different reasons that could have been why yeah and i don't know if there is a clearly one answer but i'm sure you will have much to think about in the future yeah i mean they, they if nothing else they successfully crafted a compelling question yes which is good that's mostly what this episode does in general is craft more questions yeah uh besides giving us more background on ritsuko like actual concrete information about her yeah, and about the the magi as well. Yes, yeah, I have a better sense of the magi now than I than I had before. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they all have names that appeals to me. Yeah, and personalities, and that they all have. And it was like Balth- Balthazar, Casper, and like Casper and. It the was other like Melthion or some shit. Um, Melchior, and I liked that like the bit where Ritz goes like she tried to ins- install in them the dilemmas of being a human by giving them three kind of contradictory impulses and personalities, like a scientist, a mother, and a woman, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. How bold of yourself to make a government-deciding robot system that is also your own brain. <laughs> the arrogance. That's like an Elon Musk move. Absolutely. God, he would if he could, huh? Yeah, here's me as a CEO, here's me as a <laughs> something else, a union buster, and here's me as a... And here's me as a tweeter. Yeah. The worst one of all. Those are the those are the three qualities of Musk. The three Elons. Yeah, the the music was good as always. I I felt like that that did a good job of ratcheting up tension uh, while all the computer stuff was happening. Um, the way yeah. that particular song sounded, it was it like instantly conveyed like something's wrong. Yeah, the 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 piano stuff is uh, very well used in this episode. Um, I I like the moment where um they're kind of starting to dig into the, the Magi stuff, like literally like Ritsuko and, and uh, Misato are like in that little tunnel with all the notes and Misato, you know, Misato's handing Ritsuko a wrench to open up the brain boxes and stuff. And, and like, this is all obviously because of this like drastic emergency of the angel invading. And Misato's like, doesn't this remind you of our college days? And I'm just like, what were their fucking college days like? Yeah. What was, what was happening at Evangelion University? Like, holy shit. Maybe we'll get a prequel about it one day. <laughs> I hope to God not. <laughs> yeah, that would that would not be good. I don't but, know. Uh, I mean, Monsters University is good, but I I never got still. to watch all of that. It was such a tease. Like like we watched it at, uh, when I worked at one of the after school programs. We put it on, but then there wasn't enough time left in the program to actually watch the whole thing. So we just like cut it off at one point. I've never gone back and seen the rest of it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty solid. Of all the uh, of all the follow ups to movies that didn't really need one, it's probably the best. Okay, it's, but it's, it's neat. Then again, there's fucking four Toy Story movies. I would argue that all those are necessary. No, I don't know if I'd use the word necessary for four, but it's good. I'm happy it exists. I've told you my theory on why I feel like that one is is actually necessary. I don't remember it. We'll have to talk about it again. Yes, yeah. But it's good. I like y'all it. aren't getting that for free. Um, the uh, the I think the only other thing left that I wanted to make note of was just like I mentioned, like kind of jokingly, like how how much they make Ritzko look like such a cool, competent person. But I also love the moment where they, um, they're all kind of panicking about this computer process she's got going on. And she's like, relax, I've still got one second. And was like, one second? She's like, well, it's better than zero or half a second. Like, it just, it just goes, it goes away in terms of, like, demonstrating uh, her, her skill and confidence and her abilities and stuff. So that mm-hmm. was... Yeah, she's, she's very calculated. Yeah. I hate that she's hanging out with Kaji. Yeah. He wasn't in this episode much, but that was a thing I, set up in the last one. 
I don't know if I can express what I'm feeling because I don't know if there's like if I have words for it yet. But something feels right about the way that they gave this like douchebag character that we all hate this like really cool athletic jump when he was going off to quote unquote take a break. Like something about that feels very right that like he, that he's like able to do cool things while being this like slimy jerk. I don't know. I I liked the the animation of the the way they had him moving. Yeah, he's 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 unfortunately very competent at what he does. Yeah. But uh I don't really think I have anything else to say about the episode that I didn't already say. Yeah, I don't think I do either. It's all just kind of I mean, it's all good. I like how it looks, but in terms of like really breaking apart plot stuff, there's not much. It's really just like things happen. I don't have a ton of insight on the angel itself or the the drama itself i just think it's effective and everything yeah. that we have already said about ritsuko is cool or at least good well done and that's yeah that that's kind of it for me yeah um i would say uh impressively good considering the subject matter if you had told me beforehand that all it's going to be is is people uh talking about oh this computer is trying to eat that computer i would have been like that sounds boring but they they did yeah, a good and, job. And then yeah, and then you watch someone process their mommy issues and hack into it for yeah. another ten minutes. But yeah, the it's, fact it's, the fact that it's, really it's literally the fact that it's literally brains goes a long way. It's so visceral when she's like plugging stuff into it and like it's hanging yeah. out of that wall. It's just, ugh, like it's just like yeah, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, especially like the context halfway into the show where they're like they're technically revealing new things, but doing it as like such a it it's not really a it's not a reveal. It's just happens to come up while dealing with the thing at hand i think is is cool yeah because it's not like this is an episode about revealing more information about the magi it just some things do get brought up and looked at as a side effect of saving them from this angel hacker yeah ha- not to get too in the weeds with it but like okay so s- suppose we buy that you can like put humans brains and personalities into the computers and all that right sure how is it three separate brains? Did they take two other poor saps brains and like convert Ritsuko's mom's stuff into them and then make them magic? Like, I can only assume that her mom only had one noggin. Like, <laughs> no, that's, I don't know. We don't see like it's not like we open it up and see an entirely intact brain. So who really could say? Weren't they? But, they looked pretty like full. I mean, we see like, like a pretty small section of it, so I don't know. I I I thought that was like a whole ass brain, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I also, I also, did, I guess they only opened up the one, so maybe the other two don't have brains in them. They just, it's that, that one brain then sends information to the others or something. I don't know. I guess, did they only show us one brain? I think that's the case. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's details that I'm not interested in digging into. It's Casper the Friendly Brain. That's all you need to know. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, I think that's it. And next time we learned, uh, is going to be a bit of a recap sh- uh, episode. Um, not exclusively, it will be worth, uh, watching and worth us discussing, but, uh, most of it will be kind of reanalyzing the past 13 episodes. Well, yeah. counting this one. I'm yeah. sure I'm I will, excited to dig I'm sure I'll that. under, I'm sure I'll understand after we've watched it. I'm not, I'm not like jumping in ready to like criticize. I will just say it's an interesting move to dedicate, even if it's just half an episode of a 26 episode series to recap. Mhm. Well, yeah, these are coming out weekly. Also, I don't know if people were making in-depth podcasts about it at the time. <laughs> uh, kind of doubt. But yeah, 
because it's cons- uh, it, in in terms of like the way anime is aired, this is kind of like a mid season thing. Yeah. Um, because like this would be this is right at the turn of the year actually. So the first thirteen episodes came out in ninety five. This is the first episode in ninety six. Is a and it, and it's not just a recap episode because it is contextualized in a way that I um I guess I guess I don't necessarily remember, but I'm interested in watching it again. Sure. But yeah, we will get into that. And well, for us, we'll get into that in like a month. But uh, yeah, because it, it's going to be November here soon. Hell yeah. Which will probably mean nothing for this show, actually. But uh, other than Extra Life will be happening, which you should check out. Uh, so, yeah, follow Orange Groves Net on Twitter for information about that. Uh, it'll be the uh, Saturday, the 16th and Sunday, the 17th, a 24 hour stream playing video games. With all, well, not all, but a lot of hosts from the Orange Groves Network to 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 raise money for charity. It'll be dope. But now that I've already swung into the plugs effortlessly, Chris, where could people find you on the web? They can find me at Topher Disgrace on Twitter. Uh, I've been plugging Cannonball Z a lot because it's new. Uh, that does exist, but I also go back to plugging uh, old reliable that uh. That old-time favorite movie club, which uh, I've actually not been on in a while. But you know what? My friends are still doing good stuff over there, and I'm sure I'll return uh, hopefully soon. Joe, your turn. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. And I make uh, quite a few podcasts here on the Orange Groves Network, uh, such as the aforementioned 294 Note Streak. And also Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, uh, which we are coming up on our one year of doing that uh we have a lot of good episodes i'm excited about in october but in november when we hit our one year we're going to be doing something a little different a little special uh, and i'm excited about that i'm still uh, waiting can... for my call any day now that song's gonna get rolled let me hold on let me you um oh what song did you want you're not on my list <laughs> what you you know the one it's the only one that makes sense think about it who am i what's my name Am I a oh, friend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know this. I'll have to add that to my list. Yes. So I think we, we made that joke, and then I don't know if you ever confirmed it, but I guess okay. this is it. <laughs> Confirm it, please. Yes. It's it, conf- Yes. Song confirmed. But yeah, you can find that, all the other shows I do, and a bunch of other good shows that I'm not on at theorangegroves.com. You can also support the network at Patreon to get uh, cut content that's cut out of the show for $2 or uh, bonus shows or test pilots as they come out. Yeah, at the $10 level. And I think that's all the stuff to plug. You can tweet about the show with hashtag NervousRexPod. You can also join the Orange Groves Discord to chat about this show and uh, any of the other ones and other stuff. A link to that is on the website. If you scroll to the bottom, there's a link to the TOG Discord. Um, and you can find everything about this show at theorangegroves.com slash NervousRex, which is a thing that's never been plugged. That's the first time I've heard you say TOG. Tog? Oh, yeah. I, I do that. I, I remember that happened to Wheels the first time I abbreviated got it memorized a gim out loud, Damn. and they were like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> I was like, that's just that's just how I read read them. Um, abbre- abbreviations? They're not, it's not an acronym, because it's not actually a word. But, um, anyways. This is the end of the podcast. Next time, oh, rate and review, or Ray will have to do it again. Uh, that's funny, right? And yeah. fan service. Also funny, right? Service, service, service. Service, service, service. Five stars. Five star service. (laughs) (laughs) 
Goodbye. Bye. Welcome to They, Them, Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here. We're queer. Let's talk about it. My name is Joe. And my name is Rain. We're non-binary, and once a month we sit down and we talk about gender. 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 <laughs> we talk about our experiences with gender expression, pronouns, and other parts of the trans and non-binary experience. We also talk about a lot of anime and music that we like and relate to. And our cats. Yeah. You can listen at theorangegroves.com or search They Them Theirs on your podcast app of choice. Until next time, take care, and remember, nice gender.